So, Caitlin, mm. um, I, I have this thing that I wanted to kind of talk about, and I don't know if it's going to be funny, but I think it might be, but it might also be just depressing. Okay. So that, that like, you know, that fine line of comedy, mm. like dark comedy or black comedy or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gallows humour. Oh, okay. Lay it on me. This is, I, Okay. Trigger warning for the listeners at home. This is going to be an intense episode. It will probably be funny, but we're going to talk about some gross shit as well. Gross shit? Maybe. Content warning, sperm. Medical cannibalism. So Sperm? (laughs) See, funny already. (laughs) Um, Who knew content warnings could be funny? (laughs) So I was was driving in the car the other day and- I had this thought about, like, how, like, when we watch movies, we suspend belief mm-hmm. to, like, like go, oh, this wouldn't work. But I realised that, like, to exist in the world, no. I'd have to do that every day. No. Because, like, when you're thinking of... The fabric of reality is crumbling. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. I was thinking about, like, science and religion and, like... Okay, if there's some people who are religious who believe that God just created the world out of nothing yep. a couple of thousand years ago. Yeah. And it's like to believe that you yep. have to suspend your disbelief in mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be just like I accept that this thing the is The religious thing. people call it faith. Faith. Yes. Science mm-hmm. and like learning about things on a molecular level mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like Mm-hmm. even smaller than molecular, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it is too much to fathom when, yeah. like, I'm just trying to get up in the morning, put my clothes on yeah. and work for the day, Yeah, have some food, have watch some TV and go to sleep. Yeah, But then suddenly I'm like, oh, the Big Bang and it's just a theory and, like, we don't even know if it we is don't real. We really know, yeah. Like, and it's just a, like... Science is just some scientists have just said that this is real. And like it's we're like, pretty sure this happened. Yeah. But then, like, if you go small, and then if you go really big, and we're just like tiny little fucking things on a like we're to a us speck on, a speck on, on a perspective, speck, yeah. like yeah, like I just realized like we shouldn't know things. Yeah, I agree, a hundred percent. And I think that like ignorance. Like, they say ignorance is bliss, but, like, I didn't really understand what that meant until I, like, started thinking about the universe. This sounds like a a marijuana thought. Yeah. But it was, like, a car thought or a piss thought. It's an existential crisis, I think, what you're having. I think existential dread. Yeah. 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 And I agree. And thanks for bringing it up. And and that's the show. (laughs) Um, No, I think that... For, like, lay people, mm. right, there's only so much knowledge we need. Yes. And the rest we just have to be, like, people smarter than me who know what they're doing but no. are across this. But no, like, this is the problem. No, but that's how I feel. Yeah, okay. That's how I try that's, to live my life. That's cool. But, like, you're like, okay, I'm reading a book and I'm learning about things and it's like, oh, shit, now I know things. Mm-hmm. Or I'm like, I'm listening to podcasts. The other day I was listening to a podcast mm-hmm. where someone was talking about sperm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, 
and and like fertilization of eggs. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, and that and that one cell that's an egg mm-hmm. becomes a whole human. Yes. And I was like, no, like yeah. not like this is too much. Being like, pregnant shouldn't... is a real existential, or it was for me. Like some women get really like the miracle of life and like my body is doing this amazing thing and like I grew an eyeball today. I was like, what the actual fuck? Under any other circumstances, if there was a single cell that was mutating into more cells and growing into something else, they would cut it out and give me medicine. Um, and if I thought about it too closely or like too much, like there's a there's a person. No. And I've just Spiral. got I've just got these millions of little guys inside me that mm. then go and become another human at mm-hmm, some point. Mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are we doing? Mm. What like mm. why are we just are we... walking around with this power? Yeah. Mm. But also like all of the other issues within that as well, where it's like that like the things that I do to my body also kind of happen to them. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like if I have a hot bath. Go and stand near nuclear waste. Yeah, mm-hmm. as I might be inclined to do. Who We're, knows? You know, taking that company trip to Chernobyl, get a little but you know, pair of lead underpants. Um, anyway. Yeah. You can't think about things too much. I feel like I am going to Mr. Burns in The Simpsons when he starts a casino kind of. When he goes all Howard Hughesy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about supporting me through that? I will encourage that. I think cool. we should all break with reality every now and then. I just want to be a bubble boy. I this is like for the me urge to bubble boy. This is we're, we're straying now into sort of like controversial territory, but like for me, this is where I lose it with like the anti-science, mm-hmm. anti-vax kind of crowd, oh, yeah, yeah. and where I lost it with them like over COVID and stuff is like not that you were ever like on there. Never their was never like. Raised by scientists, right? Like infectious diseases experts, like that's which is why this show works. Jam. Me raised by wolves, you exactly raised, raised by, by scientists. scientists. I know. Together we are one whole person. Together we are Captain Planet. But so, like, there was like s- science is a thing that I'm comfortable with, right? Yeah. But an important part of my comfort with science is that I'm like, I know enough to trust that y'all are across it. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. I know enough to feel good about the life that I'm living, but I'm also really happy to not know Mm. a bunch of shit. And, like, when the anti-vax people are like, do your research, like, don't you want to know what's in a vaccine, like, you're putting poison in your body, I'm like, you know what? No. I don't want to know. No, because if you, like... This and this is this was one of the things I was struggling with mm-hmm. is like people who are smart enough to understand these things mm. and like you start to understand like if you have to understand what is in a vaccine before mm. you'll put it in a, like you have to understand every single thing that you do at every point like I don't really know what the ingredients in toothpaste are doing like I'm like and this is the thing. There was this great, um, like, debunking thing that went on around the COVID vaccine that was, like, some fringe group got hold of, like, the ingredients, right? And they picked out this one particular ingredient that was, like, had 75 different letters and it was, like, methyl, phosphate, blah, 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 whatever it was. And they were, like, this is in it. This will kill you. And then all these scientists came out and were, like, 
there is 500 times the amount of whatever that is in apples. So like you can't, you don't need that knowledge. You don't need to know all the words because you're never going to, you're never going to get it. There's this great Bluey episode about. uh, Bluey wisdom. Bluey wisdom. The kind of, the kind of message for kids is like uh, about breaking promises. So like Bluey works out that if she says to her dad, like, can you, hey, can you help me carry this thing? Um, and he'll be like, yeah, sure. And you, she'll be like, hey, you promise? And he'll be like, yeah, I promise. And then the thing that he has to carry is like a bag of bricks or something. <laughs> and she's like, you promise. Do you have to carry it? And so her and her dad go back and forth, like making each other do really horrible things. Oh, cool. But because they've promised, they have to do it. And then, you know, her mum comes in and is like, the whole world, electricity, playgrounds, buildings, they're in a library when this is happening. Libraries, cafes, like the whole world, families, relies on trust. Yeah, yeah. Like blind trust that like I'm going to get on this escalator or I'm going to get in this lift and it's not going to collapse. I'm going to walk into this building and the people who built this building knew enough, knew enough yeah, 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 yeah. that I don't need to understand that this building is not going to collapse with me sitting we're, there. We're straying right? into some very manosphere sort of <laughs> podcast. We are Joe Roganing. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Um, and so Bluey's, whole mu- Bluey's mum's whole thing is like, don't you be the weak link in other people's trust of how the system works. Also, like, work. don't, don't, uh, like, like, if you say to someone, promises. hey, can you, yeah, if like, you, can you carry a bag, can you carry this bag for me? And they promise to carry it. Don't fucking take him out at the knees and give him a bag of bricks. Like, cool. just do what you say you're going to do because that's how society works. And I really like that. Like, I just like that I can trust that when I come into this building, it's not going to collapse. And I don't need to have an engineering degree. I don't care. Not interested. Not interested. Well, okay. This we're getting. We, I think we're getting somewhere now. We, we're making a podcast because I drove under the Sydney Harbour today, and like, fuck that. Every time I drive in the harbour tunnel, I'm like, this what are is we doing? simultaneously the most awe-inspiring thing and also fucking nerve-wracking. Like, why are we doing this? And there's a little drip of water and you're like, well, that's it. It's you all know, over. Like, we could have just made more bridges. More bridges. We had a bridge. We had a perfectly good bridge. Yeah. We had the widest single-span arch bridge in the world. Why can't we just make more bridge? Why tunnel? Like, I would love- like. Is it better? I don't know. We need we need next time on cold <gasps> opens. Do you know what we're going to do when we take this show to the Edinburgh Comedy Festival, which sure. is Edinburgh okay. Fringe or whatever it is? We're going to go. We're going to drive from England to France through the tunnel under oh, through the, the channel, tunnel. and we're going to have an existential crisis. Okay. My third of the day. Caitlin and Travis, we're unstoppable. Caitlin and Travis are unstoppable. We should write jingles. Yeah, we should. My daughter wrote a song this morning. Actually, she's taking credit for it. I'm not 100% sure that she did. Like, it's just not a song I you, I've heard. <laughs> I thought you were just about to claim. Actually, I wrote it, but she claimed it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> she like, may have okay. heard it at daycare or on YouTube, and she and because I said, hey, did you make that up? She just, like, ran with it because she thought it would impress me. But it was, 
She was laying in bed and out of nowhere she just goes, five little cows are walking on the ceiling, five little cows are walking on the ceiling. And I was like, yeah, that's a great little song. What are the cows doing? And she was like, they're walking on the ceiling. It says it in the song. What do you want? (laughs) What do you want? (laughs) Themes. Yeah. Themes. Um, Okay. Here's this thing. Adult show and tell. I'm thinking about renaming this segment to like who gave white people permission because everything I bring is just like white people, like just what were you fucking doing? What yeah. were you on? And all of the here's this things that I have like that I want to do as future here's this things are like who was policing this? I would like, just like to come back to the only here's this thing that I have brought. Yes, was yeah. Has been a black man that mm. plays punk music in yeah. people's living rooms. And you went them. to it wasn't a good one, was it, Travis? I would <laughs> it wasn't necessarily funny, but I was like it was a nice this moment. Is a comedy podcast. We have been called by Spotify up and coming comics. So we have a reputation to uphold. Sure. Okay. Yeah, and now I've not been allowed to bring another here's this thing. You did the Mandela effect last week. Oh, sure. Uh, but that was a black guy. Again. So. Well, no, it was a white lady who made up a thing. About a black, a black guy. guy. I can get down with uh, changing it from here's this thing to what no, gave white it, people I, the I right. I think it should, we shouldn't narrow this. What story. gave you the right? I have done more research for this here's this thing than I have done research on anything <laughs> since I was in school. Cool. That's not true. But I did look at more than just Wikipedia. So you would say you're an expert on this. Correct. Cool. You looked at more than just Wikipedia. <laughs> I would like to talk to you today about- Okay. Jesus. <laughs> Our Lord and Saviour, Tristan Field. No. So I've been watching this show on SBS- which is like a French show. Nah, it's a bit wanky, but it's set in the late 19th century in France, right? Good year. Really lame miserable territory. Mm. And there was this scene, a lot of the kind of revolves around these people working in an abattoir, and there was just like this tiny little kind of cut scene that was never explained where there's a bunch of like poor people who don't look well Standing at the gates of this abattoir at the end of the day, holding cups, and then they bring out the blood from the abattoir that they've collected, and they give, they pour this blood from these buckets into the cups of these people, and then they drink the blood. And like, no explanation whatsoever. And I was like, the fuck is happening? This is not a vampire show. Like, why is this just like a toss away thing? Mm. Like, oh, it's a soup kitchen, but we serve blood. Like, what is happening? Anyway. So, but what was, sorry, what was the premise of the show? It's like a crime political thing. What's it called? Paris. Paris, oh. France, 1901. Oh, okay. Yeah. But at the moment, we're in 1899. Right. So, I don't know where that, the 1901 comes from. It mm. might be that I'm on season one and the 1901 is in season three because that's where they're up to now. So, maybe it changes every, mm-hmm. that, that's where we're at. It's like a thing. Anyway. So, I'm like watching the rest of this show, like, get to the end of the episode and I'm like, is there going to be any explanation? This is not a plot point. It has nothing to do with the story. What? Why are there just people drinking blood and we're not talking about it, right? 
So I get Why on- are people not talking about this? So I get on my Google machine. Okay. After a little while of like getting some weird results about like people drinking blood, mm. I happen upon mm-hmm. some information, an article about how in the 19th and early 20th century, tuberculosis was like a big problem. And someone decided at some point that a cure for tuberculosis was drinking blood. Oh. Fresh human blood, preferably. But if you were poor. 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 If you're poor and you were you didn't have access. Is it French for poor? No, I'm just saying poor in a Why are you way. saying it? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like the it's the posh way of saying it. Like, oh, oh they're poor. Oh. Okay. So just Weird yeah, accent it's just that like you're a going thing into. I do with my mum. <laughs> <laughs> my mum and I always just be like, "Oh, because I'm so poor." Okay. <laughs> and I shop at Kmart. <laughs> this is an in joke that you <laughs> is my. This is a funny. This is a personal in joke that I have. I'm at least like <laughs> with self awareness pronouncing a word wrong. You just like go in like a tornado. <laughs> there was no explanation of like why. It's- I thought you would get what I was doing anyway, <laughs> but. So the wealthy would, like, be able to kind of, like, pay people to give them their blood Mm. or, like, pay doctors to get fresh blood. Money will buy anything. Literal people. So if you were poor, you had a couple of options. One was um, when they were still guillotining people, you could, like, the executioner would, like, get you some blood from the guy who'd just been- It's actually pronounced guillotine. Guillotined. Um, and then they stopped doing that at some point and they were hanging people and that's much less bloody. So then the poor, the paupers, the peasantry had to go elsewhere for their blood. How much blood were they harvesting? <laughs> they from- had to drink a cup of blood every day. So For everyone? No, people with tuberculosis. But like everyone had tuberculosis. Yeah, a lot of people had tuberculosis. Yeah. Like it was a full, there was it's a full like a like yeah. plague. It was it was a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a real issue. It was a real public health crisis. <laughs> Where was Doctor Carrie Chant? Why wasn't she on it? Is she local? <laughs> yeah, niche New South Wales humour <laughs> reference. Jesus. Um, so they would go to abattoirs and they would wait around for them to bring the blood out. And Fauci they were like, would not be. Fauci into- would not be into this. So. They were like, we can't get human blood, so the next best thing is animal blood. Right. As long as it's fresh, we'll get it. And so that's what they would do, and they would drink the blood. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm assuming you don't know enough. I don't. There was not any temperature information. Mm. But this led me to some very interesting articles, one that was titled The Disturbing Reason Why There Are Hardly Any Mummies Left. And I, so I'm sort of like, I'm just getting over my sort of like abject horror of the like poor people riddled with tuberculosis drinking pig's blood. Yes. And then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, hang on. Why would the reason that there aren't any mummies left be A, disturbing and B, coming up in a Google search alongside people drinking blood? Like, what is the reason? Because in my head, there's not a lot of mummies because that was a long time ago. Yeah. And, like, they did a very good job preserving them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, it was for there's only a for limit. The, it was only for the, like, uber-rich. Exactly. They weren't preserving everybody. It's been millennia or was, whatever. They're, that's got to break down after some amount like, of time. 
Do you think that when they were like doing this and mm. it was like this is when they were mummifying when they were mummifying people yeah. and this was like peak science mm-hmm. did they like do you think they marketed it the same way like cryo yes. gets marketed 100% and like, everyone was like this guy's a fucking crackpot preserve like, yourself like mummifying himself yeah we'll, we'll, we'll unmummify you in like 200 years <laughs> yeah, guy yeah. and that's why we're putting your organs in these little jars <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so we can put them back in yeah yeah once we find the cure for whatever you have that's not what they thought they were doing but I like that spin I do like that spin yeah, yeah, too yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely like a like fun office poster in it. Yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, in my head, the reason we don't have a lot of money mummies is that there probably weren't a lot to begin with. It's been thousands of thousands of years. They've probably just all turned into dust because like they did a good job, but also like, you know, the ravages of time. The British have them <laughs> hidden in like a crate somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. All of those things are true. But I, there is a fourth. Can we can we side note? Yeah, I do like the idea that the British have a whole army of mummies, <laughs> like just ready to reanimate them. How for... much Indiana Jones have you watched in your life? Uh, I've watched. Some. Okay, there's this that scene at the end of the first movie, mm. the Raiders of the Lost Ark, where like the British have the Ark. And it's in like a box and it's in just like a back room. Oh, yeah, yeah, And it's like this massive warehouse. And I just imagine there's a lot of mummies in there. Yeah, but I've seen – what I have seen is Brendan Fraser's – The mummy. Kind of – Seminal early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. His magnum opus series, Mm, mm, The Mummy. Absolutely. One of my family's favourite. And then the the Chinese – like the third movie in the series – where it's about the terracotta warriors, oh, but I, I like I'm that. kind of picturing the British with a like with the terracotta soldiers thing. Well, yeah, except but mummies, not yes, terracotta soldiers, yes, and they yes. are ready for reanimation, reanimation 100%. to fight for the British. Victims of British colonialism become agents for British colonialism. Yes, yeah. I kind a of cool like phrase this for that that I heard recently, and it was like hurt people, hurt people. No, the poacher the the poacher becomes the gamekeeper or something. Let's keep this idea on the back burner for something else when we develop. develop Could we? Should our we? Would we? Or, feature film. Yeah, yeah. But there is a horrifying fourth reason. I mean, like it's like colonization, horrifying ravages of time, horrifying. You know, like pop like, being in the back pe- of a stock room somewhere, or or. Only a certain number of – something being only accessible to the, you know, the wealthy elite. Horrifying. Fourth reason, much more horrifying. I'm ready. Lay it on me. You're ready. There were, at a time, in the sort of 19th, early 20th, late 18th century, where there were more mummies, significantly more mummies. Mm. You're burying the lead. I'm not. And the British, primarily, who found – them we're mm. like yay look at all of this look at this amazing discovery we found we are going to be able to understand egyptian ancient egyptian culture so much better maybe we'll learn how they built the sphinx maybe we'll learn how they built the pyramids maybe we will be able to understand look at all of these beautiful hieroglyphs and paintings let's translate this let's do all of this you know what else we're going to do we're going to take these mummified corpses back to our white little island and we're going to grind them into a fine powder, and we're going to put them into tinctures. 
What's a tincture? A tincture, my friend. I'm glad you asked. I don't know, <laughs> but I think it comes in like a little, a little brown vial. A little shot of coffee. Yeah, I think it has like a little bit of like medicinal alcohol in it and a bunch of other things and you sort of just like you just drop it on your tongue. Okay. It's like a little little tincture. They ground. They soylent greened it. Yes. The reason, one of the main reasons there are not as many mummies in the world is because fancy people who at a time when we didn't understand medicine or health or the body thought that consuming the remains of thousands-year-old corpses was a remedy for a myriad of things, mostly internal bleeding. Mostly internal bleeding. Mm. And also, like, can you explain why? Do you know? It seems there's a couple of things at play. Like, tell, give me the science. There was no science whatsoever involved because <laughs> this is just a, a time vibe, before a science. Oh, pre-science. Homeopathic remedies was the thing, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they thought that it was this idea of like, like cures like. Are we doing a medical podcast? Yes, this now? is sawbones. Cool, coming at you. So if you had a sore head, like if you had a headache or if you had epilepsy or if you'd had a stroke, you would consume a tincture of skull. Human head. Yes. Ground up. And initially it started with mummies and then they ran out of mummies. So then they were like, you know what? How it doesn't many- have to be ancient. <laughs> Sorry, how many mummies how many were, were there before? They, no one was keeping track of them. They were just grinding them to a dust. The, there must have been like, I would like, I would love. For, I would if think there in were the records. Thousands. Yeah, and there's just like, yeah, we got. They lasted a generation, and we were like, it was a limited resource. Yes. So then, in the sort of late, later in this period, like we were messy. Terrible people. We were just like, I don't understand how organs or blood works in our bodies, but this seems like a good idea. To go back to my like existential crisis. Yes. And like, this if, is a nightmare fuel for that. Yeah, yeah. But the like, you know how there's, if you like look at the sort of theories around where we are at in the development of our civilization and like how far will it be until we start to travel to other galaxies and other mm. planets. Mm. And it's like, in the scheme of things, 200 years ago, we were just grinding people up and, yeah. and snorting them and putting them under our tongue. Yeah. For no, no real reason. It didn't do nothing. 200 years ago, we didn't understand blood. We just had it. We just had it. Sometimes we didn't it, know was what it was on the outside. Sometimes it came out. Sometimes it was in. Sometimes you had too much. Sometimes you had not enough. That's the end. And we'd just drink it if we were feeling a little bit too And tubey. if you couldn't get him. Human blood, just the pig was Any fine. blood will do. Whatever, good blood. So when they ran out of mummies and they were just like, you know what, you know how we said it had to be ancient but, bones? Wait, yeah. sorry. I know that we keep I keep interrupting mm. you with these little mm. side things. Mm. But, like, if you go through life thinking, oh, well, you know, someone else just understands how things work, mm-hmm. this is the problem. This is how we get. Yes, that's true. Eating, this is how we solvent greenhouse cells again. Yeah. I don't want to join those dots. I want to live in cognitive dissonance. So if you could not bring that up again, that would be great. Sure. So after we ran out of mummies, Mm. they were like, oh, so you know how we said that like ancient bones were the best kind of bones? We were wrong. Any bones. So then they had a bit of an issue 
there was a, a significant issue with body snatching. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, Grave robbing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was happening for a lot of different reasons. It was sort of, you know, medical students needed it and stuff. But some people were just stealing them to crush up the bones. Can I tell you about a few um, remedies? Oh, that the, this worked for? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm- so this, we are going to try each of these on stream. So this falls under what we now know as medical cannibalism, mm-hmm. right? So there's TB sufferers drinking blood, which we've covered. Um, the TB sufferers union is a really good band name. Yeah. The mummies, free internal bleeding. Free internal bleeding. For internal for, bleeding. For, for internal bleeding. Good band name. So, crushed skull for anything to do with your head. Mm-hmm. Um, blood, you would drink blood for issues with your blood. Fat was commonly used um, for wounds. And, like, so you could buy bandages that had been soaked in other in people's other fat. other humans' fat. That doesn't seem very hygienic. They don't know about hygiene. They don't understand pathogens. Oh, or this like is like germ control. Pre the germ theory. Yeah, disease. no, they have nothing. They don't have this. They don't understand how you have tuberculosis but this and is then like, I get tuberculosis. How did we get it together? This is like going back in time. You're like, I don't want to go back in time before this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite little things was um, that King Charles II, who was like a king at, at this time. Um, he used to carry around a little vial of something that everybody just called the King's Drops. Um, and it was just straight, like, pure ethanol alcohol and powdered human skull. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it was. And he would just sup on it all day um, and he swore that it cured his depression. And it's like, <laughs> my dude, you were just drunk. <laughs> this is, like, this is the sort of thing, like, the, like, the microdosing community yes. that I'm like, and it's like, this is, it's not a new thing, guys. Like, we've been doing it. This guy was microdosing human skull. Human skull. Let's go. Um, yeah. How? So then, so I was reading this article, this very, very long piece about medical cannibalism that then turned into this, like, the hypocrisy of the time because at this time there was obviously also a colonisation boom where – um, the Brits and the Dutch and everybody were going into like North and South America, Africa, and they were encountering First Nations people, First Nations groups, native landowners. Yeah, local who were peeps. cannibals. Oh right, right, right. And they were bringing back evidence of these people's cannibal practices as evidence of like these people are savage. Therefore, we need to just, like, smallpox the fuck out of them and take their land. White people suck. We suck. But the king poncing about with a little (laughs) jar of powdered human skull, that's cool, right? And there were a couple of, like, people on record at the time being like, "Um, so in these tribes and stuff, like it's actually this really sacred practice where like you can't eat someone else if you don't like have a relationship with them. It's meant to be this like spiritual experience. Like if you died and I was your son, I would eat your heart to take on your like 
properties that mm. made you amazing and, and be, as a this is song. part of the mourning process yes. as well. And yeah. as a sign of respect and it's all of that. Whereas the king just prancing about eating the peasant's skulls because he was feeling a bit sad that day. Just like doesn't quite have the same <laughs> like significance. They didn't get very far um in that discourse. They were really shut down. Right. They were censured. Um, by the government. But if I could make your existential crisis worse. Sure. So this article, excellent article, so talks about all, all of these different forms of medical cannibalism and how it kind of evolved over the centuries and, like, as our understanding of, like, hygiene and germ control and the way our bodies worked progressed, when soap became something that people were, like, using mm. um, and was, like, widely available and all of that. And at the time that we started eating with cutlery – all of this stuff started to die off, right? Big, big time. Big time. Yeah. But then. Real growth period. For some <laughs> reason, this author decides that it isn't enough to horrify us with what was quite recent past acts, right? Sure. In the last 300, 250 years we were doing it. Yeah, yeah, but we're far enough removed that like, yeah, like, we can no. look back and go, ha ha, lol. They go on to say. Yeah, is there like a, this was my next question. What's going on with medical can- cannibalism now? Is, this is not the exact phrasing, this is my, my spin on it, but essentially they beg the question, skin grafts and organ transplant. Are these things medical cannibalism with better PR? No. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Because my like, first thought is like, well, you're not ingesting anything. You're also like not like you're not ingesting and the stuff that happens in here, digesting, like yeah. it's not then going and yeah. turning into You're not stuff. pooping out human skulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like that would be tough to pass. Yeah, like I imagine bone doesn't like break down. No, but it's ground. Like I mean, the ground into a powder. Yeah, but like, and, like doesn't it, mortar like, it and all pestle. just like sort of comes back together in the gut? Yeah, but is this per- is this person that wrote an article a medical doctor? No, they are the science. They were the science contributor, right? Of, um, of whatever the public. This seems like a stretch, but I mean, I guess it's yeah, the I was like. like- I guess it's like if you look at it from any, if you look at something from any perspective, you can make any inference. It's like, and again, to come full circle, remember how I grossed myself out about nuts? Yeah. It's like that. If you think about any one thing for too long, you can freak yourself out about it. Like I freaked myself out about nuts, about wood, about wood, (laughs) (laughs) about nuts. Like if I could definitely see a world where, like, you freak yourself out about skin grafts because you sure. think about that too much. If you like, like those people who like grow an ear on their arm because they need another ear. That guy who had to grow a, a new can we not a new penis on his arm? Can we? Can we cue music? <laughs> can, we get, can we get me out of here? <laughs> Eject. Thanks for listening. Caitlin and Travis are unstoppable. Are a weekly podcast, independently produced by me, Travis Trees, and. Her, Caitlin K. Smith. You can follow us on all of the cool social media at our handle UnstoppablePod. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email hello at unstoppablepod.com or you could take us out to the ball game. Huge thanks to both of us for the use of our theme song. 
Caitlin and Travis are unstoppable, and to Aves, the music makers, for their track, Funny Thing About Love. And to our production support, Tristan Field and Dean Matina Podcast. Leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening. Unless you're too cool for that, you cool mother father. Hit the bell or follow icon to make sure you get notified when we drop a new episode. Caitlin. Travis. What are you feeling unstopped by this week? (laughs) That crow that's haunting our dreams. That crow that's outside. That crow that might be a human baby.